Day three of NFL free agency is a wrap. There was lots of movement, lots of activity, but there's still some guys floating around. You're listening to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Let's talk about it. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot go with them. Can't do it. You play with the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Clock Dodgers Podcast. And another day, another one, and another one. <laughs> DJ Khaled and another one. Day three of NFL free agency is in the books. It's a wrap. You know how that goes. Listen, there was a lot of movement. There was a lot of action. There was a lot of things happening. A lot of things taking place. At the same time, there was players that we've been waiting on. Players that you would consider... You know, some of the top free agents coming into this free agency period who are not signed yet. We're getting impatient. (laughs) Listen, all for good reason, though, man. Like, we want to see the big splashes, not just, you know, the role players and the bodies and the camp depth and all that kind of stuff. We want to see the big names go. So um, we'll talk about that. We're going to cover everything from day three as much as we can get, you know, done in an episode here. And what we'll do is to keep it simple, I'll just kind of do what I've been doing on these free agency episodes. I will just cover straight off NFL.com, the new sign-ins and guys that we haven't touched on yet, and then discuss, you know, how we feel about them. Um, The Bills signed Emmanuel Sanders. Obviously, they lost John Brown. That, you know, is kind of... Man, I don't know. Emmanuel Sanders is cool. He's not going to matter, I don't think, in a, in a grand scheme of things, even from a fantasy perspective. Stephon Diggs is the man. Uh, you guys know I'm a firm believer, big-time believer in Gabriel Davis. So I'm going to hold that, you know, continue to hold that torch, continue to hold that that flag that it's Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. And Emmanuel Sanders is going to eat. Cole Beasley is going to eat. But – I feel good that those are the two breakout guys, the guys who are going to get you the big fantasy games, the explosive plays. Uh, I'm still full throttle on that. So if you're concerned about Gabriel Davis after we've been talking about him all year, um, don't be. Don't let Emmanuel Sanders, don't let the old old vet, you know, shake you out of position. As far as the Dolphins go, staying in the AFC East, they signed Malcolm Brown to a one-year deal. Everyone felt that, you know, the Dolphins were definitely going to add running backs. Will it stop there? I don't know. I don't know if it'll stop there. Malcolm Brown is pretty good. You know, he's he's underrated. He's not flashy. He's not, you know, this uh, extravagant option that teams couldn't wait to sign. There's a lot of uh, fragile running backs, so I would be much more happy for my team to sign. But if, you know, w- w- we'll see how this plays out. I don't know if this is just a depth move or if they're going to draft, you know, a high – a higher running back, or if they're going to do another free agent move, we'll see. Cause they've been pretty active in free agency and they still got, they still got, you know, moves to make here. So um, they also signed Jacoby Brissett. I don't really care too much about that. Two is the man there. The Patriots, man, I know we did an episode dedicated to these guys, but even since then they've just continued to add to this team. They signed a center. They signed um, a couple more players on defense. They actually got Kyle Van Noy back. It's one of those things that the Patriots do. That is so frustrating. They they let him go last year. You know, I, I believe they're going to get a compensatory pick for him, and then he signs back with the with the Patriots. So it's like you're still going to get the pick. You got the player back. Like the Patriots just seem to 
you know, these things just seem to happen for them. And, you know, but fantasy wise, we're not concerned. There was no other big names fantasy wise um, that the Patriots <laughs> signed after the episode that we did. So we don't have to worry about them. We don't have to get too, you know, too deep and crazy into there. Jets really didn't do nothing else uh, fantasy wise that we care much about. The AFC North, the Ravens traded for Josh Oliver, a tight end. Uh, again, not a big deal, not nothing you need to worry about. Um, you know, Mark Andrews is safe. Just gives, you know, Lamar Jackson another option. If he can, you know, live up to the potential that people had for him, you know, coming into his rookie year and how they thought that he would, you know, produce. So we'll see. Uh, Bengals didn't do, oh, yeah, Bengals didn't do anything um, in terms of uh, you really care from a fantasy perspective. So I'm not going to get too deep into them. Cleveland Browns resigned Rashard Higgins for those who care. Um, it could matter. Just a one-year deal. He had a, he had an okay year last year. Nothing, again, nothing that you need to keep on your line in your lineups. Nothing that you need to really keep an eye on. But you know, there's super deep leagues out there. If you want to take a shot on him, who knows? But I wouldn't get too tied up in it. It's just kind of one of those, you know, bringing their guy back. He had an okay year. You know, let's let's take care of him. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers still nothing crazy. They made some O line, uh, you know, sign-ins, which is good which is good for, you know, for Big Ben and the squad out there. So, you know, they had they had to make they had to um, you know, clean up some stuff there. Texans. Bro, when you come when you if you do yourself a favor and you go to nfl.com or you go to any free agency tracker, whatever site you're using, and you look at the Texans, man. I know I spoke about these guys um yesterday, was it? And I know I said they made a lot of moves and it, it continues to go that way. Um a lot of moves, a lot of moves that, you know, nothing nothing blows your mind. Nothing's like, "Oh, I can't believe they did that." Because we're all waiting for the Deshaun Watson thing to happen. It's feeling more and more like that's a, a fact. It's more of a when, not if. And when that happens, things are going to get super interesting. Super interesting. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But I'm thinking, you know, this can't go on for much longer. You know, it just continues to get uglier and uglier. Even with the claims put out there now on, on Deshaun Watson, it's just it's just messy. And I would like to see him get a fresh start and, and you know, move on from all this. Um, Indianapolis Colts. Hey, listen, I got to respect the Colts for this. The Colts have done like nothing besides trade for Carson Wentz, right? Like they've, they've made no free agency moves. They've done one and it's the only one that matters. They re-signed Marlon Mack. I I, I felt like this was going to happen. I believe I talked about it in some conversations that they would re-sign him. Um, I know a lot of people feel like, especially after the injury, that guys don't come back from that. I even talked to a physical therapist on Twitter. I forget his tag. If I remembered it, I would say it. Um, but he said, like, yeah, he doesn't really believe that, you know, there's much hope here in terms of him returning to who he once was. Um, even when, even if you got the Marlon Mack that he once was, nobody believed in him anyway over Jonathan Taylor. Um, I was the one guy out here, um, you know, causing all the ruckus, you know, that, that Marlon Mack would hold that starting job with Jonathan Taylor. And, you know, that first week, that game, before he got injured, he was doing exactly that. And I'd be foolish now to come back here and start telling you, hey, Marlon Mack is going to start over Jonathan Taylor. Like, all right, it's not going to happen. Um, this year is 2021. Different things things have occurred. He had the injury. He's going to be a backup. And we'll see how it happens, man. I'm going to continue to hold him on teams. I, I like Marlon Mack, man. I'm pulling for him. And, and, I, and I do this with certain players, and I'll continue to do it with Marlon Mack. Um, I, I'm really hoping for a full rebound from him. But from a fancy perspective, obviously, this is nothing for you to, um, you know, attach yourself to or, you know, concern yourself with because Jonathan Taylor is the man there. Hines is doing his thing out of the backfield, catching the ball. 
and Marlon Mack is just going to try to get in the mix however he can. Hopefully he can recover from this, um, you know, from the surgery. The Jacksonville Jaguars. I, again, I t- last episode I also spoke about these guys making a lot of moves. Um, although they made a lot of moves similar to the Texans, they made more impact moves, I would say myself personally. The big move that comes away with this one is Marvin Jones. That's that's major. That's major because he's an underrated wide receiver signing of this free agency class. There's big names that we'll talk about that have not signed yet. And there's some who have already signed. And those are the ones getting a lot of the attention. Marvin Jones, on the other hand, gets a short, you know, a short deal. Uh and this is this is big though, man. Marvin Jones is good at football. He's a really good wide receiver. This team is kind of loaded at wide receiver in terms of talented guys that I like. Um, so I don't know how this is going to shake out. I don't know if they're going to move any of the current guys, if any of them are becoming free agents that they're losing them. But Marvin Jones is fun, really talented, can score touchdowns. You know, when they draft their quarterback, man, Marvin Jones can become one of those guys that he's slinging the rock to, bro. You cannot you cannot ignore Marvin Jones this fantasy season. I will say that. Um, Titans, nothing really from a uh, fantasy perspective. AFC West. Let's move to AFC West. The Denver Broncos, interesting move. They signed Mike Boone. Um, those who are longtime listeners know I was I was a, a supporter of Mike Boone in Minnesota. I believed in him as a backup to Dalvin Cook. Not by any means. I think he was as good as you know Dalvin Cook, or that he was going to take his job or anything. But whenever Dalvin Cook would miss time, Boone was the guy that I actually liked um, over Madison. Even I know Madison was a popular guy, but Boone was the guy that I liked. He was my little underdog. He signs with the with the Broncos, which is super interesting because as you know, you should know they have Philip Lindsay tendered right now. So when they sign a guy like Mike Boone, I'm kind of wondering like they might think that you know Philip Lindsay is going to get offered a deal and they're going to let him go. This is interesting for many perspectives. I think Mike Boone is good and worthy to be on your on your on your roster, and I think Philip Lindsay is really good and should also be on your roster. So both of these guys should be rostered if you have deep leagues, deep you know. Well, Philip Lindsay not even doesn't have to be a deep league, but Mike Boone definitely uh, if you have a deep deep league. Philip Lindsay, we'll see where he goes. Honestly, as a Raider fan, I would love to see him go to the Raiders and and, and be there, you know, splitting work with Jacobs. But who knows? We'll see what happens to him. But I feel like he's going to be on the move. So just keep an eye on that. The, the Chiefs have done. Not a lot of moves, but offensive line moves that obviously are there to protect, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. They are making it a priority. Good for them as much as I don't like them. <laughs> the Raiders, the Raiders. I don't think I spoke, spoke about John Brown last episode. I don't think it was the sign happened yet. It may have happened already, um, but he's replacing Nelson Aguilar. Uh, he's better than Nelson Aguilar. It's crazy that, you know. They signed Nelson Aguilar to a minimum contract last year. He's everyone. He's, he's just basically a Twitter meme at that point. Nobody thinks he's you know that serious of a, of a player. They kind of laugh about him, make fun of him. The, Derek Carr and John Gruden made him legit. He goes and gets a fat ass contract, and then we sign a guy like John Brown who was never a joke, was never a meme, was always considered a good wide receiver as long as he could stay healthy. I'm good with this move. This is definitely an upgrade in my opinion. Um, from Nelson Aguilar, as long as John Brown can stay healthy. So this this is a fun one for me. Um, the, the Raiders also did some offensive line you know, moves. They traded a bunch of linemen. They re-signed a few linemen. So don't get crazy about that. I see people saying Josh Jacobs stopped down. Like, that'll be ridiculous, man. Well, we got to see how this plays out. But if you can get Josh Jacobs on a discount right now, you definitely buy. You definitely buy for sure. Um, Chargers, nothing fancy to concern ourselves with. Um, Cowboys in the NFC East, nothing again fancy wise that we really concern ourselves with right now. The Giants, still nothing to concern ourselves with. 
I will say that um, they are potentially in the running for one of the big wide receivers that are still available. Um, so we'll get to that. Eagles, nothing. Washington football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Listen, you got Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Ryan Fitzpatrick now, and add on the signing of today, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel signed a three-year contract with the Redskins. For those that don't know, Curtis Samuel actually played um, with Terry McLaurin in college. So they're you know reuniting, basically. Um, this is fun, man. This is going to be one of the fun, one of the best offenses, the most exciting offenses in the league. As crazy as that sounds, they've instantly become that with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick and all these guys. This team can be really fun to watch. Um, I will want to have a lot of investment on players of this team for sure. No question. In fantasy, dynasty, uh, I'm, I'm all in on these guys. So, Josh, you can come at me with the Terry McLaurin trades, bro. They're just going to get denied. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You, you know, I wait on guys. Sometimes they, they don't they don't jump out right away or they don't have the best years right away because they have a you know a quarterback who's not that great. And then as soon as the situation improves, the, the buzzards come and they try to, you know, the, 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 the birds looking for prey. They start trying to come like, oh, man, you sat on him for a year or two. You waited until you got in a good situation. Now they try to just come steal him from you. Dirty, dirty. Chicago Bears. This was pretty major. They signed Andy Dalton. One year, $10 million. I still can't get over this. Um, will they add any other quarterback potentially in the draft? Um, I don't think they'll sign any more vets. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, a lot of people love Andy Dalton. He's had some you know good success throughout the years, and he's had some that weren't so great. I believe it's the best, you know, quarterback Allen, Allen Robinson ever had. Um, so hopefully he has some success, man. It's just a one-year deal. That's why you got to believe they're drafting a rookie. You know, will he get to finish out the whole year? If he's doing good and they're, you know, in the running, then yeah. But if they do draft a rookie running back pretty high, you know, I don't know how long Dalton will have an opportunity to, you know, to perform out there. It could be a very Ryan Fitzpatrick-like situation. Um, Detroit Lions, Jamal Williams. I don't know what's going on here, man. These these Lions just piss me off, man. They piss me off. Two-year deal, $7.5 million. I don't think he's just going to be a guy they just, you know, use sparingly. I think Jamal Williams is going to be involved. He's going to be involved, man. They went after him and got him. I, I hate this as a DeAndre Swift supporter, as a guy who thought, hey, new coaches, and, you know, they'll dedicate everything to DeAndre Smith. Oh, DeAndre, what am I talking about, man? Listen, I thought for sure – you know, DeAndre Swift would have the opportunity fully to himself for the most part. With Jamal Williams, I'm a little more concerned. And so it's a little sketch, a little sketch, a little concerning, but maybe it's just good depth. Green Bay Packers haven't done anything besides Aaron Jones. Vikings, mostly defensive, you know, moves. Shout out to them trying to keep the points low from their opponents because they already score a lot of points. Atlanta Falcons, man, still doing nothing. Traded for tight end Lee Smith. Boring. Nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Hopefully they do much better in the draft. Carolina Panthers spreading around the additions, but nothing again fancy-wise that I'm too concerned about other than the O-line help. New Orleans Saints, still nothing much more than the Jameis Winston, which we already talked about. Um, so we'll leave that as it is. Then we look at uh, the rest of this teams. We got the Bucks, who haven't done anything either since we last spoke. Um, so that's pretty much... You know, everything that we covered on the previous episode stands with them. The NFC West, the Cardinals, they signed A.J. Green. A.J. Green got a one-year deal. And this is one of those interesting situations where 
I feel like everybody loves AJ Green. Like everyone loves his game and what he's capable of in his glory years where he was, you know, healthy. And we're all fans of AJ Green and we want to see AJ Green ball. The question is the health. Like him and Kyler could could do really, really well out there because there's a lot of other weapons out there that they have, you know? But can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, man, there's some legit chance here for this to be a very positive addition for the entire team and for fantasy purposes. Um, so he's a guy to keep your eye on. I'm not going crazy drafting him high or doing anything ridiculous um, because I just can't trust his health. But if I can get him at a good value that I like, I'm all for it. Uh, Rams, nothing much. 49ers, uh, just basically the O-line help. Massive signings in Trent Williams and uh, Alex Mack. So, you know, pretty good deals there. It's just great, obviously, for the offensive line, quarterback, running back, all that good stuff. And last but not least, the Seattle Seahawks. The team who, you know, supposedly Russell Wilson wants to be traded from. The team who, you know, other teams have offered, you know, big deal, big, big, big offers, supposedly, supposedly, allegedly, and were denied. They went out and they traded for Gabe Jackson from the Raiders. So that, you know, to help repair the O-line a little bit, they signed Gerald Everett. That's an underrated signing right there. Um, I like Gerald Everett. I've I've liked Gerald Everett for a long time. When he was with the Rams, I know everyone liked Higby when he got hot, but I was still an Everett guy. So if you have him on your rosters, man, this is this was a good move. This is good for you. This is a plus on your dynasty rosters. You know, um, I I think Gerald Everett could do really well with Seattle as a target of Russell Wilson or potentially somebody else. We'll see, we'll see. But I like it. Um, I did mention there were some guys who have not signed yet. The guys that you know, I feel like we're all kind of just waiting for it to happen. Like it's 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 the guys that are left over. The guys that. You know, we were hoping, you know, it's, it's the guys that we've been watching basically this whole time. A lot of them, not all of them, but guys like Kenny Galladay have not signed anywhere yet. Guys like Will Fuller, Juju Smith-Schuster, T.Y. Hilton. As of this episode, when I'm recording this, they have not signed yet. Chris Carson. There, there's a bunch of running backs. Kenyon Drake. A bunch of them. There's a bunch of good players out there still. A bunch of guys who are, you know, when they get signed, are going to matter. Especially in fantasy. You're going to talk about it. James Conner. These are guys you still have to keep an eye on. You still have to be paying attention for. Maybe try to predict now where you think they might go now that things are a little more clear. You know? Man. Some of these are really going to shake the game up when they sign. I'm excited about them. You know, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Juju. I mean, these are just great names, great talent. I'm excited to see where they land. It's crazy that they haven't signed nowhere yet. They're just trying to wait. It's obviously the wide receivers are waiting to see how this market, you know, uh, develops for them. And there's some other good players out there on defense and, you know, that I'm really interested in seeing as well. But, you know, for fantasy purposes, it's not really that fun to speak about. Even Antonio Brown, you know, I know we feel like he's definite, you know, a buck, but he's out there still, man. Like, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what teams are going to do? Who knows? You know, we've seen crazier things happen. So um, I'm curious if you guys have a guess where you think some of these big names are still going to go. Kenny Galladay, Juju, or where you want them to go for fantasy purposes and dynasty where you think it's going to matter the most. I'd love to hear it at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, send it my way. Maybe we'll, you know, 
see who hits it on the next episode. Hopefully by the next episode, they're signed and we could, you know, see who, who got it right. But um, if you need to reach out, follow at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram. You can email contact at clockdodgers.com. If you, if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, we've gotten some subscribers on YouTube, some new subscribers. That, that, that one's growing you know, pretty well over there. So I appreciate you guys who are, who are watching it or listening on YouTube. But if not, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're on all the podcast platforms. I try to make it as easy as possible for everybody. Um, leave a review if you haven't left a review yet. Um, would love to hear your feedback, your thoughts on the new process. I know you guys reach out on Twitter. Um, an email and all those things and let me know that you guys are enjoying the show, the new process, the, the extra episodes. Um, but if you haven't left a review yet, it's a perfect opportunity for you to go in there and drop one um, and let potential new listeners know, hey, you know, what's going on over here? So shout out to everybody. Listen, it's amazing, you know, what you guys are doing and helping this thing grow. Um, I love each and every one of you. I hope all of you continue to have success and great health and your families and your work and everything. Um, it's it's nothing but love over here. Truly, it really is. Um, so thank you again as always. You guys know the deal. Be kind, be great, keep dying.